comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and with me today, as always, is a man in front of a dumpster fire? Uh, no, that's just uh, that's just Orlando Stadium back there. <laughs> you got it. That was pretty good. We didn't even have practice with that. That was good. <laughs> it's Logan Stone. Yeah, Exploria Stadium's behind me if you guys... And I almost said Exploria, and then I was like, is that actually the right name? And I didn't want to mess it up, so I went with Orlando C- City Stadium. Yeah, so Jordan's in um, Subaru Park, so I thought I'd put myself in exploria so i'm in the those... soup before it was called the soup st- my background still says talent energy stadium picture though i mean i'm not gonna it change is. that i think jordan snuck back into the stadium and has changed the sign over and we're just not aware. no if i change the sign over it'd be ppl park again because mm-hmm. that is what it was originally and that's what i always still call it at times yeah, so, I can't wait for all the stadiums to be, be named after different types of crypto. Like, that's always exciting for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, well, you know what? In, in lieu of that as well, we had uh, the uh, news today that the NWSL had a crypto crash with one of their uh, – the, the, one of their main sponsors and partners is a cryptocurrency platform, Voyager Digital. And they filed for bankruptcy, and apparently the NWSL told some of its players it could be out money. Now, the NWSL Players Association was saying that they won't be out money. or No, they worded it very strangely. They said they won't be out paychecks. So I'm assuming this is some sort of... It's hard to find. It was kind of breaking news, but... I think what it is is more of the case of some sort of sponsorship contingency thing. I don't know, but they're not going to get affected paycheck wise, but it might still hurt their pockets a bit. And that's why you don't get in bed with cryptocurrency. Especially right now. I mean, I feel like anybody right now is sitting on their hands going, oh, no, this could go really poorly just because. Oh, can we hit a break real quick? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, this is brought to you by Crypto.com. Uh, yeah, you can get all your NFTs on Crypto.com. Thank you. All right. Anyway, as we were saying. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, did we get sponsored by crypto? And now we're just out here just slandering cryptocurrency. <laughs> like Elon Musk is like slamming his head against the computer right now just because he's ready to buy it all. So It's like... Uh... No, it's it's like one of those things where if I was sitting here like gambling is not great for the game. All right, Logan, let's hit that ad break real quick. You can Bandle. go onto DraftKings and use <laughs> promo code. <laughs> so Jordan, we can pretty much say that we're never going to get sponsored by cryptocurrencies. Oh no, I would never accept that. They could offer okay. me two million dollars. I would never do it. One because it's pr- probably going to be two million crypto dollars. Right. Right. So that's worthless. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I just feel like I don't want to peddle anything, you know? Yeah. 
No, I get that. Like, I, I will say the the ones that I do like, though, I like, like, I would totally do body armor just because I swear by body armor. It's so good. Like, the drink. I was like, I would totally do it. Fun thing. The guy that found it, body armor, his uh, kid actually went to my school at one point. So, oh, really? Yeah, that's fun. I've never had one. They're good. They're, they're, I think they taste a lot better than Gatorade and Powerade. Because I was never oh, okay. a big Gatorade fan or Powerade fan, but I like Gatorade. These are better than those, I think. You have to try it. Yeah, I don't know. Jeez, uh, um, you know when when we talk about sponsorships that we don't have, you right? Know? <laughs> yeah, it would be uh, it'd have to be something I actually use or something I actually like. I don't think I would like. I don't gamble on sports, so I could never do like a DraftKings. If PlayStation wants do. to reach out, then it could reach out to us. Hmm? If PlayStation wants to reach out to us, yes, we would yes. gladly. Sony, uh, mm-hmm. wanna... <laughs> uh, We're so off track already. But yeah, uh, you know, fine. it's funny, Logan, people will probably, you know, when we intro to you with the dumpster fire behind you, they're mm-hmm. probably like, that's a weird week to do this bit, right? Because they just yeah. smashed New York Red Bulls five to one to get to an open cup final. That's going to be mm. Exploria. That's probably only going to have 7,000 fans there, but it's, uh, <laughs> you know, th- this, uh, they played against DC. They were up one nil until geez, 90 some minutes, right. Or 80 some minutes. And then it goes two quick goals, um, to DC's way. There you go in front of real Exploria now. There you nice go. Sunset behind you. But overall, what are your thoughts? Is it is it a? They're gonna have a. Uh, what I wanted to start off with here this week is the Open Cup because it happened midweek. Mm-hmm. Job done, right? To yeah. the final for Orlando and Sac Republic beating SKC in penalty shootout is amazing. You know, I think most people, even probably including yourself, are rooting for Sac Republic. But mm-hmm. if you're looking at the the overall Orlando season, and you get this Cup final, yes, you lose to DC, who's bottom of the East, like a couple days later. But I guess where would that like fall on the scale of the week? Like this week overall, is it more exciting that you're in the final? even though you just lost to DC or is it like, you know, still kind of like a dumpster fire of a season so far. I'm assuming let's say Orlando wins this thing. That's gotta be a good season, right? That's like their first trophy. Yeah. Like I, I think with where this franchise has been, and there are a lot of people on Orlando city Twitter, just cause I don't jump on that spaces. I'm not Matt. Um, but like I will, I refuse. Um, but like, I do feel that if you win the U.S. Open Cup... Also, like we'll I, be having a Twitter space. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be actually jumping on Twitter for Twitter spaces later. Um, that's going to be the running trend. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, jumping uh, to kind of like the U.S. Open final, if like we win that, then yes, I think it is a successful season because Oscar Pereja has brought us our first cup and first silverware as an MLS club. And I think that's what it's all about, right? You want some kind of silverware. I think it's positive momentum as well going into next season like I, I do think like we can write the season off i don't i don't think orlando city advance past the first round if they get to the playoffs like I, I just don't feel like this team has a playoff worthy roster i don't think the players like the players are good but they're not great like we don't have that great player and, and you and i texted about this jordan orlando city's missing a killer like they don't have a soul snatcher uh like they used to and uh nani because I think Nani had moments where he would just take the ball and you saw it so often, he'd take the ball at the top of the box and he'd just fire on goal and score. And it was just like, wow, that came out of nowhere. And he was so feisty. Like he, he was constantly in people's face. I remember he, when I first went to that game against uh, Atlanta United and he got in the face of Brad Buzan and it was just like, he just wanted to crush you and your soul. And I, I think that's what Orlando City's missing. We just don't have that. It's like, we got, got a bunch of really nice guys that the league respects but we don't have like that killer like Eric Ancara is not that guy Facundo Torres could be that guy but he's young uh, and he's more of like the creative magician so it's like okay he's not really going to reach that point 
I think Nicholas Giocchini might be the closest thing to that eventually, but that's going to take some time because like many people have, like Chiellini has come over and said, if you think that coming over from Europe and jumping into this league is a cakewalk, then you're uh, sorely mistaken because this league's incredibly difficult. I think it's the same way with some of the players that are jumping over for Orlando City. They're not going to make that difference this year. Like they can't be that soul snatcher that you need. Um, and But I think Giacchini has the, I guess, the most upside when it comes to that kind of ability. But I, I just don't see the other players as kind of that guy that's going to just take you and, and throw you down to the mat and keep you down. So I don't know. But, yeah, I think this is long-winded, but I think this is easily the most important game that Orlando City's ever played in. Yes. Um, that's September 7th, by the way, for everyone. That is the final, if I have that right. That's what I saw earlier. Yep, September mm-hmm. 7th. And that is going to be in Orlando. They had, like, the hosting rights uh, for that. Also, like you said, when we're, when we're talking about Orlando, I'll just talk about it here, like you just kind of mentioned as well. But we, When we were talking on our chat, you know, offline yesterday, I mentioned how they don't have that playmaker. You just brought it up as well. Nani was that guy. But I also think, look, yes, they have new owners. This is mm-hmm. like their first season, right? Season and a half? Yeah, roughly. I know that they've brought in players. That's yeah. great. They they really need to, I think, open up the purse strings a little bit more. Because I feel like it's almost bargain shopping at, mm-hmm. this, at this point. But they don't have the Ernst Tanner a Philly to, to get those bargains and be acing them. Right. Yeah. Like I feel like he can find any player, plug them in and it's almost working at this point. They're like Philly unions, like the Tampa Bay Rays up there. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about Orlando though, they feel more like a team that thinks that they filled some holes, but like I said, don't have that playmaker. Nan- Nani was gone. Nani was. That's what he said. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's odd. And when I'm looking at it as there, there's they need somebody like a Ladero, like a yeah. like a Reynoso, somebody that can come in and just instantly the quality is there. And you know when you look at what Toronto's bringing in with Bernadeschi and Insigne, mm-hmm. and then you look at what Orlando's bringing in, it's not there. Um, so while they've brought in players and all that kind of stuff, we've also just randomly had the loss of Vanderwater. Yeah, he's gone, and he barely played this year right right? like right yeah i thought he looked pretty impressive last year Mm -hmm. so it's kind of those weird things where i'm like this just seems like a team of players that are they're safe average yeah average players yeah um they need they need to move the needle somehow when you're looking at how they used to be the team that brought in kaka brought in nani they need somebody like that. I'm not saying like an aging star, but they need somebody with that type of quality. I think that can really help them going forward because they don't score a lot. Yeah. They don't, they give up a lot, right? They're kind of in this, what is their? I have it in front of me. What is their uh, differential? Negative six. Negative six, 27 yeah. goals scored. 27 goals scored, Logan. Right. That, that The Union have 40, and they yeah. were a team that struggled with offense for a bit. They've really turned it around after a few games of just smashing in goals. NYCFC have scored 41. Even Montreal have scored 34. It's amazing that Orlando was able to put five on the Red Bulls because Red Bulls scored 34 usually mm-hmm. uh, on the season so far, if you're not counting Open Cup. Even Cincinnati has scored 37 goals. Like, that is their weakest spot right now. And, in fact, it's probably the third lowest in MLS on the East Eastern Conference. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, the Fire One, and Charlotte. Yeah. Fire, well, Crew has 27. Yeah. Fire have 24. Charlotte have 25. Miami has 26. So it's the fourth lowest. We're tied for fourth with the Crew. Mm-hmm. For goals scored, and league wise, two straight losses. Now, also, the, the 
Orlando just not very good against DC United. When Wayne when Wayne Rooney is facing Orlando, three wins in three games as a player, and one win as a manager against them. I think that infamous what half half yeah that was Orlando is against Orlando. It is yeah. So that that's just kind of unfortunate. Maybe it's just a bogey team. I think they just played them earlier this year and lost there, right? Isn't it? I want to say that's right. It was an awful game from what I remember. Is that Explorer? Yeah, I thought. yeah. If that's the game that I'm thinking of, I think they got smashed too. Like I don't think it was. I'm even trying closed. to pull it up. Yeah. Hold on. I think I can find it. Head to head. Yeah, five to three. It was that really crazy. Five game. to three at Exploria. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. That was uh, July fourth. Yeah. That was just a month ago. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that felt like so much longer ago. I felt like at the beginning of the year almost. That's what I thought. That feel like but that? this is July fourth. Oh, good lord! This last month's gone really fast. But I mean, you're talking like you you were saying. I mean, you're you're hanging out. I'm looking at like the the bottom of the league for scoring, and they're hanging out with teams that aren't going to make the playoffs. Like they're just not. And maybe Orlando doesn't deserve it, but I think because the week has been so inconsistent, or the East has been so inconsistent and weak. Like if you had good teams, Jordan, in the East, like the West did at, at points, like like right now, Orlando would not be in the playoffs in the West. They'd actually be in the eighth spot tied with the Galaxy. Now, I know you can't, like, look at that and say that's a direct comparison, but, like, this is just not a good team. You can't as a direct comparison, but you can just look the strength of the conferences by Mm -hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? If Orlando's playing in the West, they'd have less points. Right. Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) You know? You'd have even less. Their top goal scorer is still Urkan Caro, seven. Right. And we're looking at – I mean – and when you're looking at those other teams that are struggling, like the Fire and the Crew, the Crew is at the end with five goals each right. as the top goal scorer. Shakiri with four. Um, or Atlanta's had trouble scoring goals. Guess what? Cisneros six. Mm-hmm. When you look at teams that are scoring goals, you're seeing a lot more of Gazdag with eleven, Castellanos yeah. with thirteen before he left, Brandon Vasquez with thirteen. Even Toxy Fontes, since right. he came in 11, and yeah. they've only scored 28 goals so far. Trey UC 14, Ferreira 12. Like, yeah, like good teams have good scorers, and Orlando City does not have that. And it may not even be a striker issue. It might be a, a creation issue. Like It is. They don't create in the box. They're like the right. last they're – the, they're, they're last in the league in creations in the final third. So – it's it's unbelievable. Like it, they never. There was one game I forget which one it was where Doyle did like a really cool breakdown. Not so cool if you're an Orlando fan, but it was like <laughs> they never got in the box. Like they like the ball went into the box, but nobody ever touched it in the box for like mm-hmm. I think it was like 68 minutes or something like that. That's like that's awful. Like that's so bad. It, it just it it makes you wonder too, Jordan, because uh, Mauricio Pereira is on a one year deal. And I think that's kind of where it stems from. And then their wings are really weak. And I don't know if Giacchini really fixes much of that because he's not like he's much more of a center forward than he is, I think, a winger. So I think mm-hmm. that'll be interesting to kind of figure out how that'll work. I was confused by that signing. Like I think it is a good signing if he's going to play more up top. But it's really strange with Eric Ankara and Pato there. Like it just, I'm really confused. And Pato's on a one year, right? Yeah. And he's done. I think he's done after this. But yeah. Like it made it so sound like. What we kind of look at is going into next season yeah with orlando having just as many questions with the roster as they did this year yes which is not good no not great so what i'm saying right now is this is your shot right if you're in orlando you're going up against a usl side in an in an open cup final this is the best chance you're going to get for a trophy since mls is back and it gets you a route into the Champions League. Are you going to make any damage in the Champions League? Probably not. Not with these holes. Yeah. Probably not. Um, but maybe that will make them want to spend, the owners. I don't know. I don't know what drives their gears or anything. I don't know what their 
If Kirk Cousins driving your gears for your fo- football team, I don't have much faith in a whole well, lot. Cousins is fine. He's, fine. <laughs> He's an average quarterback. They like average. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, from the team that they put out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so what we're saying is if you're a Sacramento Republic fan, you should be feeling pretty good. September Especially going 7th. to Exploria. <laughs> like, you should feel great. Like, Orlando's like the worst home team in the league. So, uh, But it hasn't always been that way. No, they've, it's, it's like the lion's den. Like, the reason they called it that for so long was it was so tough to play here because the humidity, the fans were nuts. Like, the ruckus of the wall, or I will say they're kind of insensitive, but it's, it's wild. Like, it is a wild experience. Uh, it's also it – they've been the most consistent they've ever been in their okay. MLS career. So I'm not really understanding why they can't fill it up as much. Maybe I'm hoping, I'm hoping with the Wednesday, Saturday schedule going into next year, mm-hmm. maybe with a trophy win open cup, they can start to build, you know, the union didn't always fill up, but then we got into so many of those U S open cup finals, two in a row at home Those were the most packed games I had been to. And then now just with the consistency of being a supporter shield contender, they're there. The fans are there every week and it's great. And I'm hoping that Orlando can have that again because, and I'm not saying, I don't think Oscar Preya has to leave or anything yet. He's brought consistency. They just need to like make that next leap. And I think maybe he's got another year or two to make that leap or else it might be like a, time to move on type of thing agreed sacramento three two. Oh, is that official prediction my early yeah out? my, my two early out here. yeah three two sacramento i should say like five three just to be safe <laughs> uh we also had another cup competition that happened uh midweek as well vancouver versus toronto for the canadian, canadian championship logan yeah and this one was actually, you know how I said it was on one soccer for Canada. Yeah. This was on Fox soccer plus on YouTube TV. So I got to watch a bit okay. of this Yeah. and it was, I got to see the Brian white goal 19 mm-hmm. minutes in for Vancouver. <laughs> then I fell asleep because <laughs> it was late uh, taking place in Vancouver time yeah. zone. Uh, Toronto scored with McNulton in the 75th minute. And then it goes to penalties where, Vancouver makes their five. Toronto makes three of their four with Jonathan Osorio missing. Bernadeschi making it. Ackman putting it away for Vancouver. And that was it. Vancouver somehow wins the Canadian Championship with a team from Toronto that is so stacked right now, but weren't in good form before this. So it's not really, I don't think, that much of a surprise. Vancouver's in 10th in the West. Toronto's in 13 of the East. So uh, Vancouver is actually four points better than Toronto right now mm-hmm. as well. But you would think, okay, well, they brought in all those stars. Bernadeschi even played like, you know, this is going to be a good shot for Toronto to bring home, uh, you know, a trophy. Toronto had 71% of the possession with 18 shots to 14 shots for Vancouver. But it goes to penalties and Vancouver wins, which means they are going to be getting into the Champions League. We're not going to be able to watch this Toronto all-star team get (laughs) into the Champions League. But uh, some big news came out about this, um, that Toronto was not making themselves available for press afterwards. And uh, that was a big deal. You know, some people were saying, well, MLS should find them. Of course, MLS would not find them. MLS is not a part of the Canadian Soccer Association. So that's not going to be something that happens. Ban Canada from the World Cup. (laughs) Come on, MLS. What are you doing? All right, we get three more host cities. All right, (laughs) Baltimore. Here we go. Um, Orlando. so, So that was the thing that I saw going around. And I get it. Apparently what happened was, I guess it's Bob Bradley's brother who works for their team. It's like Jeff Bradley. Um, oh, he's also bald. So it looked like, wow, they just breed bald people there. Uh, so it looks like if it's not, if he's not related to him, then he looks a lot like him. They only hire bald white men. 
Jeff. Jeff is a sports journalist. Okay, yeah. So he works for Toronto now. But it is as like, yes, he is. Okay. Yep, I confirmed it. So Jeff Bradley works for like their, I guess, press team, or he does something in the office there. Nice. And apparently the championship thing only has like that press, uh, like had it set up for just press for the winner. So that is why the loser didn't have press about it. It was not a team decision, but what Jeff Bradley put on Twitter was that he apologizes. He should have found some way to get these people out in front of the press because they were willing to do so. So who knows? Is it spin? Is it not? I, I would think that it's just a Canadian champion thinking bob bradley is like i'm not talking to anyone you know like <laughs> no, he's lost I, bigger games he's than not this. bruce arena okay <laughs> he's lost way bigger games than that yeah i'm not so sure I I so i Hell, think it's a little you know whatever the dude went out in the front of a swansea crowd that it was like a mob scene that wanted to kill him and i doubt like the canadian championship was a thing that he was like and i could totally see my like michael does not strike me michael seems so professional and what he does that I I could have seen Michael even going, hey, this isn't right. Why aren't we talking to people? So and Michael and them have you know had to come out for when we didn't qualify. Right. This is again not the biggest game on their stage, no. so this is not something I think they would be hiding from. I think it's fine, um, and if it really is part of the Canadian Soccer Association's fault for you know only having guaranteed press for the winner. Mm-hmm. You know, Toronto probably thought they were going to be the winner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Vancouver is your Canadian champion. All right. So uh, the goals from the Orlando game, by the way, were all like most of them in the second half. Mm-hmm. I think New York took the lead in the 45th plus one and then Arajo, uh 45th plus four. And then it was 47th, 62, 75th, 83. And uh, that's all she wrote for Orlando, who the stats came out to 60% possession for Orlando to 40% for New York. New York had 18 shots to Orlando's 14, but Orlando had nine shots on goal out of three for Red Bulls. Sac Republic beat SKC. And penalty shootouts is a nil-nil game. They go to the shootouts. Uh, Graham Zuzzi misses the last penalty, and that was all she wrote for SKC. The Cinderella run continues for Sacramento Republic, and I cannot wait for September 7th so we can see that. What day of the week is that? It should be midweek. It's a Wednesday. I was going to say Wednesday probably. Fun. Right off Labor Day, so you'll have Monday off and then – that game will be Wednesday. Well, there's Tuesday in there too, but yeah. We can forget Tuesday exists. <laughs> Just MLS did. <laughs> uh, okay. MLS regular season games. Friday night, we had LAFC versus Seattle. Seattle Oof. had an own goal uh, for uh, that's how they lead. Murillo, uh, own goal. LAFC come back in the first half. Opoku, Carlos Vela, 35th and 43rd minute. And that was all she wrote. So first half, all the action. I think they had Juventus players there. Mm-hmm. They may have had Real Madrid players there from what I was hearing. Pretty cool that they were all chilling at uh, LAFC's game. 22,000 people there to see LAFC beat Seattle on a Friday night. Now, we aren't sure if uh, – I think reports were out there that I think uh, that – Juventus was trying to find the Dodger game, <laughs> but got rerouted. No, I'm kidding. But now that is like that. Like you and I texted about it. I was like, "That's huge! Like that's a big moment when these these guys clearly, clearly understand what this league is." And I think Jordan, I I, I think that in the back of people's minds, and it might not be so uh, out there because they don't want to get out there, but I think that the Prem and Syria are. Uh, especially Liga Un and them, I think they're starting to kind of feel the wavelengths because as soon as this league becomes big enough, it, it because of the advertisement, because of the money in the United States, because of that kind of stuff, the, the broadcast, the, you know, link-ups with sponsorships, like this league could just absolutely blow up. Um, so, I, I mean, I think a lot, a lot of the world knows that. 
So I think it's cool. It's a cool spectacle to kind of see it in its early stages. Um, and you got to see it way when it was like a baby and trying to figure out like if a all-star game would be cool if they did like free throws or something. Um, but I think this was, this is easily uh, a big moment for the U S uh, and MLS. So. Yes, I agree. Um, it's just fun seeing like, you know, big, big stars playing uh, in this league. And it's also fun just watching them on their vacation coming over and <laughs> yeah. watching some games, you know, Mbappe. Yes. Mbappe. The world's biggest athlete. Just it's taking like, in a Lord. game. It's awesome. It's awesome. I think Messi one time when he was over here, went to like a Miami game or whatever. Like that's fun. Like and he'll play they, here. Like, yeah. they like soccer They're You know, if you're, it's the like same thing. If we were to go overseas and be like, Oh, what game is going on right now that we right. can get tickets to? Like, they're over here and they're like, "Hey, let's watch some games because it's re- it's regular season games. It's not preseason, so mm-hmm. they're actually seeing like meaningful games here." Uh, Minnesota and Portland. <laughs> this is on uh, Saturday. Go to a four-four draw. <laughs> this was a crazy game. Yeah. Uh, Blanco in the first minute, one nothing Portland. 17 seconds in, by the way. Nine minutes in, Fragapane equalizes. Halong Wayne scores in the 21st to make it 2-1 Minnesota. Amaria scores to make it 3-1 Minnesota. Then you had Blanco again in the 50th. Nia's Goda in the 53rd, and now it's 3-3. Then you get an own goal from Kamar Lawrence to make it 4-3 Portland, and then Amaria in the 69th minute to make it 4-4. This was like game of the week, and I think I mentioned this, by the way. I did choose the Seattle game, but I said, if there's another game, this is like the only nationally televised game on Saturday. Like, check this game out. And it was great. So both these teams have been fighting for spots near the playoffs. Portland's in seventh. Minnesota's still in third. Uh, Just fun to have them uh, play against each other. Both of them still haven't lost in their last five games, which are the only team in the West to have not lost in their last five games. So they got to keep that going with that draw. Uh, Bad result for Minnesota. I would say you're at home. You had a three, one lead. You give that up to finish four, four with Portland. That's got to sting a little bit. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, like you said, to jump out to a lead and kind of have control of the game. Um, but then to let I thought it was over. I'm like, yeah, three, I one? Too. Yeah. Especially because, like, when stuff like this happens and you kind of crawl back into it and then you kind of bust open the lead, it's easy for a team to kind of lie down. And But Portland, man, I, they just haven't lately. So maybe it was kind of destiny for these two teams to kind of link up because, um, like you said, not having lost in their last, what do you say, five games? Um, it's That's a good run in MLS. Like, MLS is nuts. So um, to not have it dropped any points – uh, I mean, or sorry, to not get any points in those games um, is really hard to, but they, I mean, they've gotten points in every single one of them. So it's, I think it's good for Portland to get back into it. I think it's disappointing for Minnesota. Like this is one of those games you walk away as a Minnesota fan and player and you go, yeah, we had three points. We just couldn't seal a deal. Whereas Portland can walk away and go, all right, well, we controlled that um, after we kind of like slipped up a little bit and we got control of the game and it was away. And we got a point out of it, and it was a wild game. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, and then you got Sebastian Blanco starting to play really well. So that's a huge plus heading into this playoff push as you kind of get towards the, the latter heart, like latter part of the season. Um, because, what, they've got 10 games, 12 games left, depending on what team. So it should be a pretty interesting little run here. But Portland, again, I think they're looking up, and I think it only goes up from here. Yeah, we have, what, like 34 games in the season. Most yeah, of these so teams 11. have 22, 23 games. So, yeah. yeah. That's wild. We have somehow SKC with the, are the only team with 24 games played. <laughs> They're trying to get the season over with as quickly as possible. Yeah, three so straight just, losses. Like, like, just keep playing. Let's just here. keep going. <laughs> God, what a, what a crash from Grace. What Did they finish first last year? No, no, Second? no, Rapids did. That's right. 
but they were they, they were in a playoff spot, right? They were high. They were in a home playoff spot last year. Yeah, not not great for SKC. Uh, two big injuries there, DPs. Yeah, yeah, that's two out of three. So <laughs> that's that's rough. Have they ever um, won Wooden Spoon? Hmm, that's a good question. I would highly doubt it. Even when the league was small, I would doubt it. Like when they were the Wizards. I'm looking now. Uh, let's see. It's the worst season. That's SK because this might be up there. Like this is brutal. They're not even at a point of game. Um, I'm trying to find like. Okay. SKC. And as of 2016, they had zero. Okay. So then I would highly doubt. I don't remember a time recently where they'd have been that bad. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I definitely want to see like the, 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 this is the tough thing about it, right? There's a lot of, uh, I would say people that actually track the wooden spoon enough to. Here you go. I'm on FB rep. I can just kind of go back to the season. So I'm back to 2019. They haven't 2019. Well, we they know three not... in a row is Cincy, Ooh. right? They were not good in 2019, but they were not wooden spoon because Cincy was so Cincy was so awful. 2018, mm-hmm. they were first. What a weird. They're a weird team. They do really well, and then they're yeah. really bad. <laughs> so strange. Uh, yeah, they haven't. Never. Won there you go. Spoon. So something to look forward to if you're a sporting Kansas City fan, a first, first for and everything. Jordan, like they're running away with it because they have 24 games, and then I think uh, is it DC, and they only have 21 games played. So if DC collects points, God, they'll just KC will lock it up before September even starts. So I guess it's something to kind of hang your hat on. I did see where Jimmy Mack, our our friend over at No Other Pod, was like, no matter how bad they are, Children Mercy Park is still beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to kind of message him after the Open Cup uh, loss and go, "How is it? Is it still as beautiful?" <laughs> so they started to dismantle the stadium. Yeah. Um. Well, talking about friends, our friends Jack and AJ took a road trip to Soldier Field to see Chicago and Atlanta play to a nil-nil draw. Yay! Almost exactly fifty-fifty percent possession. Uh, 15 shots for Chicago to 13 for Atlanta. Gaga Slonina uh, had some good saves, and he is officially on his way to Chelsea and loaned back to Chicago. Loan Army. Yeah, Jordan loves that. Love it. Another nil-nil draw is Montreal and NYCFC at, at, in Montreal. Um, Montreal actually had 59% of the possession. The NYCFC is 41, even though they usually like having the ball. 13 shots to two, Montreal. Had the edge there, but none of those went in. Another wild result was the Philadelphia Union beating the Houston Dynamos 6-0. <laughs> Gosdag in the 23rd, McGlynn in the 42nd for his first MLS uh, goal, and it was a free kick. Uh, Ura was uh, 45th plus one. Also had it in the 48th, Carranza in the 55th, and Quinn Sullivan in the 89th. Uh Houston actually had the edge on possession, barely 50.3 to 49.7. 16 shots for Philly to 11 for Houston. Eight shots on goal, six of those, of course, going into the back of the net. So another huge result. They have not lost uh, since uh, last month. They went undefeated in July. They had mostly all wins in July from what I'm seeing here. Um, it only stretched back so far. Hold on. Uh, okay. So they had a draw on July 3rd and then he had five straight wins. That's where they're at now. They're only a few points back of LAFC with three points back for a supporter shield run here. And I think a lot of union fans are starting to say this team is better than the supporter shield winning team. And I would agree. I think they finally got goals. Their defense has only given up 15 goals so far. Uh, <laughs> this is a pretty dominant team right now that I feel pretty confident. Anytime they go out on the pitch. 
you know what this reminds me of and i'm sure you're very aware of this is this was be probably what 2014 15 chelsea like that year where they had jose and it was like you couldn't you couldn't get anywhere near the goal if you were playing against chelsea like it was that stifling this team is like historically stifling i mean they were showing uh i think it was against orlando they were showing how good the union were at just like fortifying the box. Like they were getting as many guys defensively into the box. And I know like teams do that, but it seems like every single man was marked anytime an Orlando uh, player touched it. Like we would shoot across and it would barely get, you know, five yards before it hit somebody. It was like, this is amazing. Like you can't get these passes anywhere near the goal. So it's, I mean, it's impossible to create against Philadelphia and Jordan, usually a team like this doesn't score very well. They're at the top of the league in scoring too. So it's like, what, what's happening? Like what, like what has made them so good? And I think you're right. Like Ernst Tanner, Jim Curtin, this union organization is just, if I was going to build an organization, it would be this. Like the players love the Jim Curtin. They like playing in Philadelphia. The fans love their players, the players, which is really weird for Philly because Philly's known to not be very friendly with their but it seems like it's just—it's just always a only when they I don't perform it. and they're right. and they're performing. So right. I mean, <laughs> but they're so stifling. Like it—it's got to be fun to watch because you've got to go into it thinking if we score one goal, it's over. One, I'm pushing. It. <laughs> one, I, when yeah. we get to two, I feel a little safer. Now, <laughs> you know, part of that right is that uh, Ura is healthy. Yeah. Eight goals. Logan in 860 minutes, uh, 16 games played, 11 starts, but only 860 minutes right. played due to some of those injuries. He's got eight goals and an assist during that time. So uh, that's pretty remarkable. Uh, when you look at Gazdag leads the team with 11 right now, of course he's not a forward, but 11 goals in 23 games. And he's played, 1967 minutes, 1967 mm-hmm. minutes. So almost double what uh, Ura has done. So, you know, give him some more time. He might finish the team with 16 or or more goals if he stays this hot. Who knows? But, it, it, you know, they just had a game a few weeks ago that they win uh, 7-0 against D.C., Right. Six mm-hmm. nothing against Houston. They beat Inter Miami and the uh, Revs two to one, and they beat Orlando one nil. So that's kind of where they've gone. When you look at how many they had scored, the two games before that were zero. They lost the Chicago Fire one nil. They drew with the Crew nil nil, and then since then they have scored. Uh, what is that? 13, 15, 17, 18 goals mm-hmm. in the month of July. You Looking at the rest of their schedule, yeah. they have a pretty decent schedule to end on. They got Cincy, Chicago, Dallas, DC, Rapids, Atlanta, Red Bulls, Orlando, Atlanta, Charlotte, and Toronto. I mean, their most difficult game during that stretch is probably going to be either Cincy or the Red Bulls. And they could theoretically win most of these other ones and actually have a shot at Supporter Shield. That's pretty nuts. Fun stat. Andre, I'm looking at Andre Blake. Um, he, in the last three years, he's been in the top 10, he's been in the top two the last three years and goals against per 90. Uh, this year, <laughs> he's allowing 0.65. When I know it's a lot with the defense, but Andre. But if you look at it too, his save percentage. He's first this year. He's had to make. He's had to make more saves this year than he's had to make in his past five years, and he's actually 85% saves. Like, <laughs> if you look at all of his stats, every single thing, he's in the top 10. Like, I don't see. I'm looking at all of his stuff, and every single one. He's in the top 10 in all of MLS over the last six years. And oftentimes you can find him first, second, or third. And save percentages, clean sheets, uh, saves in total. Like, it's just, it's nuts. And what I would also say with that, too, is if you're looking at the uh, the 
Union and the last five games, five straight wins. They're the only team, Logan, in MLS with five straight wins right now. Right. So pretty good there. This is seriously like if if we're one in a power ranking, mm-hmm. power rankings are useless because power rankings shouldn't be – they should be in the moment, right? So right. they've won five straight. They've had two games where they put more than six goals on the opponent while a team with L.A. – is still three points above them. Power rankings is usually like how it is right now, right? So like that's why we kind of stopped doing power rankings because it's a tough thing to do. Oh, it's very and much I, in the moment. Like I saw it's... somebody. I, I saw somebody put Union first on MLS Gone Wild, and somebody was trying to refute that with them. And I'm like, I don't know how else more you can get number one in the power rankings if you win five straight nobody else has and you score six goals seven goals i don't know but it's because those power rankings are so much of like what has the team done in the past yes how much star power they have and and like what do they think they're going to do going forward like there's a lot of forward thinking and power rankings like this team is going to be a really good team you know come important time that's not what power rate power ranking is how are you in the moment and how powerful are you? Like how charged up are you? And I would say this union team, if you go across the league, even LAFC and you ask, who would you not want to play? It'd be this union team because you can't score on them and they're just going to score goals on you. So that's just, that's like a recipe for disaster. And especially if you have to travel to Subaru, you'll never win. Looking forward to that. <laughs> I'm rooting for you, like because I've lost complete rooting interest in Orlando for right now because they've just been so <laughs> awful. Uh, we had another crazy four-four game, Miami four, Cincinnati four. This was another wild one. Guess what? Higuain hat trick in the first half. <laughs> he scores first, makes it one nothing, and then it was a Brenner hits one to make it one one. Higuain takes the lead again, 2-1. Brenner again makes it 2-2. Higuain gives them the lead with the penalty kick and stoppage time of the first half, 3-2. Then Brandon Vasquez scores twice to make it 4-3, and it comes down to a 90-plus-7 minute equalizer for Miami. It was almost a complete disaster. And I think you could say it still probably was. Uh, with how they had had a lead. And really, I mean, Higuain doesn't score that much anymore. And there you go with a hat trick from him in the first half, and you still almost blow this game. (laughs) This is insane. Uh, They currently sit 11th in the East. They got a negative 11 goal differential. So still doesn't seem like Phil Neville's idea of just, like, stop letting up that many goals has worked. But – I don't know. They definitely need more defensive help or or something because they they can't keep doing this. This is like a match of like how awful our defenses can be. It's like the perfect storm. Cincinnati and Miami, just really, really bad defense. (laughs) This is so on par for like what I would expect from this game. Like I'm I'm actually shocked it ended 4-4, not like 7-7. So. I tell you, it's amazing. It's amazing when you have this many games this week that had yeah. uh, four fours or six uh, nils, six <laughs> nils, or and then like three games that were nil nil. You're right. like, okay, well, went to the wrong game that day. Yeah. Um, Nashville draw with Vancouver one one till Bunbury in the 17th minute, and then Brown in the 87th minute for Vancouver. Um, this was at Nashville. Probably should have tried to get more than one point there. The Revs in Toronto go to a nil-nil, nil-nil uh, result as well. This game, looking at the lineups, was a pretty stacked Toronto squad. Bernadeschi and Insigne did play, but uh, couldn't find any sort of breakthrough trying to find the stats for this um who won the stats game stats game goes to new england with more possession toronto for more shots just one more shot for toronto 14 to 13 
All right, Austin beat Kansas City 2-0. It takes a red card for Kansas City to fall below, like fall down a man. Uh, Austin then scores two in uh, one in the 45th plus one and one in the 90th, so both at the very end of each half. Probably Austin could have done better on this. It's an away game, but... You're up a man. It would, you know, they kind of left it late. It was, it was kind of scary. I think if you're one nil up on a ten man team and you're like, oh man, we just gotta put this team away. They did in the 90th minute, but I wouldn't say very convincing win. Uh, Dallas beat LA Galaxy. Jara scoring in the ninth minute for Dallas. Another another great draw here. Two two result. Quakes. Espinoza in the 12th minute penalty kick. Ibobasi uh, in the 62nd. Uh, Lofel send for Salt Lake in the 21st. And Savarino in the 90 plus 5th late equalizer for RSL. Charlotte and Columbus was abandoned sometime during the middle of this game due to weather, I think it was. That's sad. They're probably really lonely. And then DC United, Junior Urso scored for Orlando in the ninth minute, then Durkin in the 90 plus one, and Fountas in the 90 plus five for DC United to win it at Audi Field for Wayne Rooney's first game on the touchline. The Rooney effect. It's happening, man. It is. Uh, So standings currently leave us with. Philadelphia Union in first of the East with 45 points, NYCFC. 42 Montreal in third with 36 Red Bulls in fourth with 36. Those are your home playoff spots. Six points under that is Orlando in fifth with 30. The crew in six with 30 and FC Cincinnati in seventh with 29. Those are your playoff spots. The fire in eighth with 27 points, New England in ninth with 27 Charlotte in 10th with 26 Inter Miami in 11th with 26, Atlanta United in 12th with 25, Toronto in 13th with 23, and DC United in 14th with 21 points. Anything about the East? I, I think we're starting to get that separation from fourth place up. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, and honestly, I mean, I'm looking at it and going, I'm not really sure that any of the five through seven teams that or that could get to the five through seven spots can really contend with a lot of these teams in the playoffs right now if i give if the playoffs started today i just don't see these you know teams playing against the the first four in a home match and beating them like i just don't see it like i these teams are far and away better um and i I think you know a home field advantage playoff game like you're gonna see those three teams, NYCFC, Montreal, and Red Bull, advance into the next round mm-hmm. to meet up with the Union. Like, I just don't see the crew or Orlando, and especially Cincinnati, um, because their defensive woes keeping up with the big clubs. Like, uh, that sounds awful, but, like, the teams at the top, not big clubs, that's the wrong league. But I can – you know what? I can see Montreal slipping. Um, yeah. If, if it ended like this, I could see Montreal losing to whoever they would face. They got a zero goal differential, and it looks like they would probably face off against, what, like the crew or something? Yeah. Crew with plus five. I could see that. But, yeah, I mean, otherwise, it, it's going to be – I mean, anything can happen in MLS right. playoffs, but – it, it's tough. It's tough to see anything other than like Philly or NYCFC or the Red Bulls going to MLS Cup at this point. Western Conference. We have LAFC in first with 48 points. Austin in second with 44. Minnesota United in third with 35. Dallas in fourth with 35. Those are your home playoff spots. In fifth, RSL with 34. Six with Nashville is 32 points. Seventh place, Portland Timbers, 31 points. Those are your playoff spots. The Galaxy in eighth with 30 points. Ninth with 29. Hoover in 10th with 27. Dynamo in 11th with 25. The Rapids, defending Western Conference champs. Uh, 
are 12th with 24 points. San Jose in 13th with 23, and SKC in 14th with 20. Anything about the West? I got a question for you. Um, like, what? So what? What do you think as far as LA Galaxy? Like, what? What are you thinking as an LA Galaxy fan? You're not. A, you're not that. But put your hat on. Pretend you are. Um, what are you thinking as far as the Gal? Like, you're looking across the city and Big Brothers beating the living crap out of you for the last couple of years, and you really just don't spend one in the right direction, and two, you just seem to be holding on to like the past too much and really just kind of trying to weather a storm because they didn't buy anybody that was like significant enough to make a difference. They haven't in a long time. They've kind of held on to this, like Chicharito is going to fix the world and it just hasn't happened. Is this year like the final straw, like for we need a revamped roster. We're just going to blow this thing to shreds and build it and buy a bunch of new players. Or do they just kind of keep this media, you know, mediocrity up? I'd like to say that they blow it up and start over. But with the way that this management team has been, I don't mean Vanny. I mean the general manager, Chris Klein, and all all of the front office, is that that's not likely to happen. And that, um, look, there's a reason Bruce Arena left, right? There's a reason Mm. this team hasn't found its footing since and it's not the managers it's it's something deeper in that front office and if i'm a fan i'm looking at ownership to say hey you got to replace some of these guys because the front office is is not producing well enough and now there's rumors of a rebrand for them mm-hmm. uh that's not we, we talk about every time a rebrand comes up. That's not the issue with your team right now. Right. The issue is that look, there's people over in England that know what the galaxy are. Anytime a player is linked to LAFC, they put an LA Galaxy logo next to them. Mm-hmm. It is one of the strongest brands in MLS. And it's because of Beckham, it's because of Robbie Keane, it's because of Landon Donovan. So that just goes to show you you don't need to rebrand. You just need to put your money where the mouth is and put a team together that a manager can work with and get you back in the playoffs. It's ridiculous. Cause it's not like they're getting beat by teams that, I mean, they got beat by Dallas and LAFC, but you're they missed the playoffs by like, like one Jose. result. Right. Last year. Yeah. It was just cause one thing went their the wrong way. Right. They had to lose right. and somebody else had to win or something yeah. for them to ourselves. They snuck. Yeah. In. Yeah, but I mean, it, it just feels like this Galaxy team is just waiting for something bad to happen, and they find it. They have found it. They find, like, they can't score now. It was defense a couple of years ago. Now it's like we really just don't have enough going forward, and we don't have, like, that killer mentality. And it's got to feel awful because, I mean, LAFC is just absolutely pummeling you. And it, in El Trafico, like, I know they're like, oh, well, we don't really gauge too much on it what LAFC – yeah, you do. Like – this is clearly one of those little brothers coming up and just beating the living crap out of you. And they're, they've taken the role as the bigger brother. Like, I don't see in the next couple of years how LA Galaxy will ever be better than LAFC. Like, it just has come into that. And LA Galaxy spent money. Well, the LAFC spending a freaking boatload of money. So, like, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, how can you, you be so complacent? You have a five MLS Cup head start. Yeah. That can disappear very quickly yeah. if LAFC continue to spend the way that they're spending. If they're going to continue bringing in Gareth Bales and Chia, uh, you know Chiellini's, mm-hmm. that ML, it, you know, yes, MLS, they're not going to go on five straight wins. But right. in the next decade or so, if you keep going the way you're going and LAFC keep going the way they're going, they can catch up to five MLS cups, no problem. And then you have to wonder. Because that's probably their that's probably their thing, right? It I, is. I feel like if fans oh, yeah. if fans are talking to each other, yes. it's like, oh yeah, well we got five, <laughs> right, uh, right, and uh, that can go away very quick. This is not the New York Yankees twenty seven World no. Series, right? This is <laughs> no. five, yeah. and while it is the most in MLS, right? LAFC, if they keep putting up what they're doing and they keep having good managers and good players come through, that can disappear real quick. Yeah, and talking to Dave last week, like this, this is set up for success beyond 2022. 
beyond 2023. Hell, Gareth Bale even said, I'm not here, kind of like that, I'm not here for a haircut. Like, he's not here just for the year. I think he wants 18 months at least. And who knows? I mean, he's still younger. Like, who knows if he if he loves it here? What stops him from going, you know what? And more money's going to come with MLS. As years go on, players will make more. And LAFC is going to continue. LAFC has better academy, or like better play, places for academies. Their training facilities are way better. They're newer. Uh, they treat you like royalty when you arrive. It's almost like you look over at the Galaxy at Sport, or uh, what is it like? Uh, what's the, where they play? It's not uh, Dignity Park, Dignity, right? Yeah. yeah. You look over at that, and it just it's not as shiny anymore as LAFC at the bank. So it's like it does. It, it would seem. To me, and especially if you're both LA teams, you don't want to become like the Clippers or the Mets. Like you don't want to become the second, the little brother. Like you just don't. Not in a big city like this, because when it comes down to it, Jordan, people are going to go, all right, so say Ronaldo or Messi want to come over and they say they want to play in LA. They're not going to be looking at the Galaxy. They're going to be looking at LAFC going, they bring in the stars, they pay their stars, and they win. What's not to like about that? Right. Now, of course, they got to jump over the first hurdle and get yeah, the first on get, Cup. But, yes. You know, well, they well, might get it this year. They might, they might. All right. Let's go ahead and look at the uh, games of the week coming up here. It's time for the match of the week preview. Match of the week previews where we preview the matches of the week. There you go. Just laid it out there very simply for you. Okay, so tomorrow, August 2nd, we have the Red Bulls versus Colorado at 7.30. Seattle hosting Dallas at 10 o'clock. Those games are on ESPN+. On Wednesday, we have Charlotte versus D.C. United at 7 o'clock. Columbus hosting Montreal at 7.30. On ESPN, we have the League's Cup Showcase, L.A. Galaxy hosting Chivas. Uh, Not Chivas USA, regular Chivas Guadalajara at 8.30. Portland hosting Nashville at 10.30 in MLS. San Jose hosting Miami in MLS action. Also at SoFi Stadium, we got the LAFC hosting Club America. Those league's cup showcases are on ESPN and Univision. On Friday, we have Vancouver hosting Houston at 10.30. On Saturday, we have Atlanta hosting Seattle on ABC at 3 o'clock. We have Charlotte hosting Chicago at 7 o'clock. Cincinnati hosting the Union at 7.30. Columbus hosting NYCFC at 7.30. D.C. United hosting the Red Bulls. Montreal hosting Miami at 7.30. Orlando hosting the Reds at 7.30. Nashville hosting Toronto at 8 o'clock. SKC hosting LA Galaxy at 8.30. That one's on Twitter, Unimas, and TUDN. 9 o'clock, we have Austin hosting San Jose. Colorado hosting Minnesota. At 10 o'clock, we have RSL hosting LAFC. And at 10.30, we have Portland hosting Dallas. And that weekend and midweek schedule. No games on Sunday. Just games on Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So out of all of those, let's focus on MLS action, not the League's Cup showcase. But what's your pick? I'm going to go Portland and Nashville at Providence Park. Uh, that's Wednesday. Uh, it's, what is it? I can't. I've lost the time. I just had it. Where did it go? Oh, no. There. Uh, it's at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. Yay. Um, so I won't get to watch that because I'm back to work on Wednesday. Um, Are you really? That yeah, I am. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to Portland and Nashville. Six and seven in the playoff spots. Uh, Nashville's got to be careful because Nashville, I think, is getting into kind of like that weird territory where you don't want Galaxy or Sound, the Sounders figuring it out um, because if either of those two teams figure it out and kind of turn it around, I think Nashville's in the most danger. They are RSL um, kind of hovering. Really, I don't know what you did to RSL, Jordan, but you destroyed them. Um, <laughs> but I, I think once it comes to playoff time, once you have a couple of games left, if you're close to Seattle, that's not where I'd want to be. Um, just personally, because I think that Seattle does have the talent on paper. If they need to turn it on for a couple games, maybe they do, and you find yourself on the outside looking in. Um, and Nashville hasn't missed a playoff uh, yet. So 
I don't know. I think it'd be kind of disappointing as a Nashville fan. You join the West. This is your first year in the West and you get stumbled right out or you stumble right out of the playoff spot. Um, and I think that could happen here. I mean, Portland's playing really well. Like you said, they haven't lost in five games. Um, now they're not setting the world on fire necessarily, but they are playing a lot better than they had been. Um, so I'm looking forward to Portland playing. Uh, Nish Goda has nine goals, which I, I think people knew he had that talent, but it was a matter of could he stay on the pitch and play a whole season. Um, and so far it's been pretty good for him. Um, he's got the nine goals uh, in 18 starts and 19 games. So it's been a pretty good season for him. And I think he could just kind of go up from there. Uh, Sebastian Blanco's playing really well now, um, kind of on a little hot streak here. So who knows, man, this Portland Timbers team can kind of sneak up and kind of find its way towards the middle of the pack in the West. Cause they're only what four points off of a fourth place Dallas. So again, uh, I, I'm looking forward to this game. You would think while you were talking that whole time, I would have picked my game, but I haven't yet. Manchester um, City versus West Ham, I think, will be a good one. Um, oh, yeah. Since yeah. Saturday. Um, I, I think I have to go with – let's go with Cincy and Philadelphia. They have some history there with some – of the same players, some of the same coaches. Uh, the Union have never lost to Cincinnati. They have five wins, two draws. They've scored 12 goals, while Cincinnati have only scored two. So keep an eye out for a 8 nothing result. on At uh... least. <laughs> now it's going to be like a loss for the Union after I Oh, yeah. That. But that is Saturday at, at 7.30. But yeah, I guess that about wraps it up here anything else that you didn't get a chance to say all-star games coming up mid-august here like uh, not not this wednesday but i think the following yeah uh i mean the playoff push is coming man and guess what jordan we're in a new month which means we're another month closer to the world cup so that's exciting Looking forward to that. Like, I, I am counting down the days until November. <laughs> I'm, like, so excited about... But this whole fall is just... There's a lot going on this fall that I'm excited about. But that is high on the list is finally the U.S. men's national team returning to the World Cup in Qatar, or Qatar. Yes, and we're going to have coverage of that throughout the time. Yeah, we'll be there. We're going to do some <laughs> group previews as we get closer, probably a month out. Um, probably a month out from the World Cup or so. Some yeah. giveaways. Make sure you're following us on all of our socials, which is at Stateside Show on all of these great socials like TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, email, whatever. But yeah, so that, that about wraps us up. Thanks everyone for coming out and listening to us today or watching us on YouTube. And have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the MLS action and we'll see you all next time. I see that the steel curtains moved from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia. Yeah, the curtain's open. I feel like we use that it's one. It's not before. open a lot. <laughs> the steel yeah, curtain the is not much of a yeah. The defensive wall is is closed. Yes. yes. I don't like references to Pittsburgh on this. It's fine. Fly Eagles fly. Or that even. Tomorrow, <laughs> 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 throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.